SBS Radio. Community divided over government's move to recruit Shaquille O'Neal to promote Indigenous voice to Parliament. An agreement has been reached to avert further New South Wales train strikes. And the body of a New Zealand soldier who died defending Ukraine may never be returned home. federal government's move to recruit retired NBA champion Shaquille O'Neal for the Indigenous Voice to Parliament campaign has divided the community. Over the weekend, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese announced the basketball legend would help build support through social media videos ahead of a referendum on enshrining an Indigenous voice in the Constitution. A critic of the voice proposal, Country Liberal Party Senator and World Piri Celtic woman Jacinta Price says enlisting O'Neill is insulting, desperate and clueless. But Kwanamuka Mandin Parkin, director of From the Heart, the campaign responsible for the historic Uluru statement, has told SPS News the support doesn't hurt. It was certainly a surprise. Um, we didn't we didn't expect, uh, uh, of all people, um, Shaq to come out and support. Obviously, the the profile um, is is good good in the sense that it stimulates the conversation. More and more people are aware of the uh, aware of the campaign, aware of the issue, and that's important because we know that when uh, more people uh, get involved and they and they understand what's going on. People are really curious. They're they're very there's a lot of goodwill, and um, and so it's a good thing. Prime Minister Antonio Albanese will make a speech at the National Press Club today, make, marking 100 days since the Labor government was elected. He's expected to pledge support for a culture change to improve conditions for working women. It forms part of the government's focus on a reform and renewal agenda in the wake of the pandemic. Mr Albanese will also set out key priorities on cleaner and cheaper energy, better skills and training and cheaper childcare. Comanchero Baiki boss Tarek Zayed is facing a Sydney court today on a murder charge just months after narrowly surviving an attempt on his own life. The sergeant at arms of the outlawed motorcycle gang was arrested yesterday and charged over the death of a man at Bankstown eight years ago. Detective Superintendent Danny Doherty says the arrest was high risk and that Mr Zayed is also charged with kidnapping company with intent to commit a serious indictable offence. So at 4.50pm yesterday, uh, Tactical Operations Unit uh, officers uh, arrested the 42-year-old man in a, in a car with another uh, associate. Uh, there was a high-risk uh, arrest because the man was non-compliant. Um, he was then uh, taken to uh, Surreal's police station and charged with murder and also uh, kidnapping offence. Mr. Zaid is with the, is charged with the murder of 29-year-old Youssef Assum on the 11th of December 2014. He was refused bail and is appearing in Downing Central Local Court. Tactical police arrested Mr. Zaid after pulling over his black BMW and firing beanbag rounds at him. An olive, an olive branch has been offered to the New South Wales Rail Unions in a bid to end the long-running industrial stash to avert another strike this week. Employee Relations Minister Damien 
Tudehope says the government has withdrawn its requirement that a new enterprise agreement be reached before it begins modifications the unions want on the new intercity fleet. The sticking point in the protracted negotiations has been the government's insistence the agreement be locked in before the modifications begin. Mr. Tudehope says the government will immediately authorize the commencement of work to make the alteration to alterations to the new intercity fleet and that the offer is conditional upon the rail unions agreeing to call off any further industrial action. Users of cannabis in Queensland could be allowed to drive with THC in their system as the state prepares to review its drug driving policies. THC is found in cannabis and in all states but Tasmania it is illegal to drive with it in your system. Actor, singer and cancer campaigner Olivia Newton-John, who died earlier this month, aged 73, grew cannabis on her ranch and used it to help alleviate her own symptoms, describing the herb as the magical miracle plant. It has since been revealed Ms. Newton-John was planning to pen an introductory letter to Prime Minister Anthony Albanese to continue her push for greater access to the drug for people suffering from chronic illnesses. Since 2016, 250,000 medicinal marijuana prescriptions have been written by GPs in Australia for a variety of ailments. A decision is expected by the end of 2023. A Melbourne provider is offering a new place then place then train program looking to offer employment and full training to migrants coming into the country. It comes at a time that the provider is currently suffering a shortfall of 80 workers with at least 50 needed in the next 90 days in Victoria to ensure adequate care for people with disability. Ebo Australia has started the program as a way to give various cohorts a fair go in the job market that are often overlooked. Recruitment giant Drake International says place and trend programs are critical for organisations to consider at a time of widespread workforce shortages. Interview bias remains a major issue in the country's recruitment landscape with various cohorts missing out as a result. The federal government and water minister Tanya Plibersek has backed the Victorian government's promise to provide free nursing degrees for thousands of budding Victorian nurses and midwives. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has pledged $270 million to pay for the recruitment and training of over 10,000 nurses and midwives to boost staffing across Victoria's health system. Minister Plibersek told Channel 7 the scheme is a step towards addressing critical skills shortages across Australia due to TAFE and university cuts and addressing employment conditions for nurses. We had more kids applying to go to university than there were places for them last year and uh, you know, this is the sort of move that we need to fix that. We also need to make sure that um, nurses who are already qualified have a way back into the system and that the workplaces that they're going into are, are flexible and supportive. The Australian Council of Trade Unions Secretary Sally McManus is calling for multi-employer bargaining to improve workers' bargaining power and address Australia's wages problem. Multi-employer bargaining is when unions strike a deal with multiple workplaces which would help workers band together for a bigger pay rise. Ms McManus told the ABC that Australia's employment landscape is far less unionised than it was 30 years ago, which is what has contributed to Australia's wage growth problem. 
basically workers, you know, bargaining power has been smashed um, over that period of time. And that's the reason why we've got a problem, a huge problem with wages growth. And unless we address um, that issue, that's not going to change. So what we'd like to see is for those people who can't access um, they're not on those mountains. They're not going to access um, bargaining. They need options and flexible options. So multi-employer bargaining or sector bargaining, it should be simple. It should be fair. Um, it should give those workers the bargaining power they need to actually get pay rises again. Jacinda Ardern admits the body of a New Zealand soldier who died defending Ukraine may never be returned home. New Zealand is grappling with how best to support the family of Corporal Dominic Abelin, the 21-year-old soldier who was killed after travelling to the war against Defence Force rules. Mr Abelin was on leave without pay and travelled to Europe without telling his family or the New Zealand Defence Force, which forbids soldiers joining the band of unsanctioned foreign fighters taking up arms. This has led to tricky questions of how to treat Mr Abelin's case. Foreign Minister Nana Naya Mauta says consular support from Poland is limited. Uh, we're offering uh, consular support on the ground from Warsaw, uh, but as has previously been advised, we're limited uh, in uh, what we can do, uh, which is why the travel advisory has not changed and we are not advising New Zealanders to go to Ukraine. New Zealand is supporting Ukraine, offering financial, military and logistical aid while slapping financial travel sanctions on key supporters of Russia's regime. The Tokyo International Conference on African Development Summit has concluded with a series of agreements and $30 billion in funding agreed for African countries. More than 30 agreements were signed between Japan and African countries on the sidelines of the meeting in Tunis, with leaders hailing the success of the summit. Economic fallout from the COVID-19 pandemic, a food crisis worsened by Russia's war in Ukraine, and climate change challenges faced by many African countries were among the topics discussed at the two-day conference. China says it is monitoring the movements of two United States warships currently sailing in the Taiwan Strait. The Chinese military's Eastern Theater Command says it was following the ships and warning them. The command has released a statement saying that troops in the theater remain on a high alert and are ready to thwart any provocation at any time. Taiwan's defense ministry says the ships were sailing in a southerly direction and that its forces were observing but that the situation was as normal. And to sport and in cricket, Australia has crushed, have crushed Zimbabwe in the first game of a three-match one-day international series in Townsville. Australia claimed a five-wicket victory in the match, the first to be played in Australia between, between the two sides since 2004. A tribute to former Australian cricketer Andrew Simmons, was, who died in a car accident outside Townsville in May, preceded the innings of the hosts, which started emphatically with a boundary from the first ball. The series continues on Wednesday. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny, 33, Perth, partly cloudy, 18, Adelaide, showers developing, 15, Melbourne, showers developing, 18, Hobart, partly cloudy, 20, Albury, Wodonga, light rain, 16, Canberra, showers, 17, Wollongong, partly cloudy, 20 degrees, Sydney, partly cloudy, 21, Newcastle, the same, 22, Brisbane, mostly cloudy, 23, Townsville, mostly cloudy, 27, Cairns, showers, 27, Alice Springs, mostly 
mostly sunny 26, Darwin sunny 33 degrees and the Torres Strait Islands are mostly cloudy there and the top of 30 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. 